2: unfiltered
3: please tell me that's on video i've never been happier i'm made for a fucking podcast <laughs> that's <But> dangerous <laughs> listen to me we're out
2: of welcome to ufc unfiltered uh happy new year it's our first show of the year and we're starting with our first guest because our first show of the year we're starting uh 15 minutes late there was some kind of a technical glitch so matt hello sam tripoli thanks for being here how you doing man
4: nice thanks for having me jim good to talk to you again how are you buddy it's been a while
2: it has been a while and again sorry for the delay we don't know what happened we Matt and i were frantically texting each other and matt's like sam's gonna fucking think we blew him off so yeah i mean
4: we're comedians like it's amazing anything even starts at all so i mean i'm cool with it i mean this is where we are now that we're actually upset that something starts 15 minutes late. We're so professional now. Isn't it weird?
2: Yeah.
3: and outlaws.
2: <laughs> it is weird, right?
3: Yeah. I think the professional or unprofessional. Jimmy, I'm on here. I go, Sam, I go, when was the last time you were on, man? I feel like we just talked to you. And he's like, this is the first time I was on. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, go, I just seen him on Rogan is what happened. and Um, and not to mention sam i used to get hit a little bit i might smoke a little reefer i don't know i just felt that we had a conversation (laughs) we have his comedian friends on all the time we got i don't you know the great uh rich voss yeah of course the legendary rich voss that guy yeah of course everyone knows
4: voss everyone knows voss love his wife she's the funniest person out there she's a comedian
3: also
2: she yeah she's mean
3: i'm an assassin yeah she's mean
2: Oh, oh, she's yeah. a rotten. She's a oh, rotten yeah. one.
3: <laughs> I saw her on the roast. There was a roast of uh, who the fuck was it? The roast of Anthony I mean, Bourdain. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> oh, not, I mean, there you go. That was fucking hysterical, Jimmy. You were on what? there. But the, what on the roach of uh, the the roach? The roast of uh, Rich Voss. Yes. Yes, yeah. and the wife hosted it, and you were on it. Damn, I love meeting fucking comedians. Now, do you love do you it? Do you, do you watch MMA at
4: all? I love MMA, dog. I go on the road with Eddie Bravo, bro. We do a show together called, uh, called, uh, the Tim hat comedy night. And we just go out and him and I, and I get to hang out Eddie Bravo. Who's like the Mexican Jamie Foxx. Who's like, just like multi-talented and everything. Oh, and we Eddie- go on the road and we just talk shit and it's great.
2: Does he do stand up?
4: Yeah. And he's really good at it, bro. It's like, it's scary. How good he is at, at stand-up.
3: He's got a unique mind.
2: Yes, he does.
4: Well, he started early, man. And I started, like, I knew I knew him back in the day before even Joe was on Fear Factor. And they would be hanging out at the comedy store. And Joe got Fear Factor. And then, like, he went down to Abu Dhabi, I think it was. Is that where he tapped the Gracie? And then he, he tapped blew out. up. So he- yes. He started grace. his new school, and I was one of his original students. And then I, I peeked at tapping uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's out. I tapped him, and I called it a day, dog. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing no. I'm out. I'm out. Do you train jujitsu jitsu anymore or no? I'm going back, bro. I stopped. I take Krav Maga now, dude. Yes, That's yes, why. I,
3: I, I want to ask about that. Now, why are you taking Krav Maga over jiu-jitsu, especially friends with a pioneer and a legend like Eddie Bravo not that that should influence you to do more jujitsu, but why do you want to do J- Krav Maga above jujitsu? Well, I mean, the reason I stopped at jujitsu is because I'm the most
4: l- least limber human being in the world. I'm like a Lego guy. That's like how uh, I have no ability- flexibility at all. My best friend, Scott Ross, who owns uh, 10th Planet Ventura, that guy's like rubber, dog. He was choking out everybody. I got nothing. So. I enjoy striking and working out and I need somebody to yell at me to actually work out. Cause if I'm by myself, I'll just scroll and look at, at B holes on Instagram the whole time. So I need somebody who actually yeah. like tells me what to do. I love, and I love striking and my God's great, but I'm going to go back. I'm signing up, me and my buddy, I'm going back to 10th planet and I'm going to start doing it. And with no expectations of just like taking my time.
2: How long did you do it for originally when you, when you st- one of those original students and how long did you stick with it?
4: Maybe a year maybe oh, okay and well, my Keen- buddy went 10 years just got his black belt
2: and keenan was one of his original students
4: yeah well no for like oh uh, like two classes he showed up and then he stopped coming oh he got tapped okay. by a white guy probably didn't get the last <laughs> three credits
2: hey do you ever look at it like you know like i, I like the way i look at bitcoin like fuck man if only i had known then like did you ever wish that you had stayed with it like i uh, fuck where would i be now if
4: i had 100% just- I'd probably have a black belt. That's my goal in life. I almost got a black belt in JKD. Well, I got to brown belt. I was supposed to take the test in brown belt, but I had my prom that day. And I I brought this chick I thought I was going to put out because I was dying to lose my virginity. Sure. And a true story is she left me at the prom to go home and beg a 10th grader. And I still hold on to that. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name for legal, but I, I, sure. I, I remember that, Janice. I remember that.
2: <laughs> she knows who she is.
4: You know who she is. That's hysterical. And hey, wait a minute, you're saying you were gonna get a black belt in Jeet Kune Do? Yeah, JKD, dude. Back in the day, dude. Bruce Lee's martial arts.
3: I don't think is there is there belts in that. Yeah. Well, when I was going, they were giving out belts. Who the fuck is that guy? Who was who was prom- who was teaching over there? Huh? Hey who? man, I, I want to know who go got
4: black belt in JKD, dog. I don't really? know, man. They were. It was like. It was like martial art. It was like mixed martial arts before mixed martial arts, dude. Like they were I like know. taking like Filipino, hey. Kali, and Thai boxing.
3: Hey. Sam, don't get me wrong. I know what the fuck JKD is. I know <laughs> what you do is. It's from Sam. Bruce Lee made it up. No. Right. Hey, listen. Their 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 motto is no way as the way. You know. One hundred percent.
4: you know, 100%. like. Bruce, like, jiu-jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu wasn't around like it was now. Like, now, we're you know. talking, like, 88, 89. Like, uh, j- Jiu-Jitsu wasn't around like it is now. MMA wasn't around like it was. Like, where I was from, there was, like, JKD or Y-Karate. That was it.
3: Let's make this clear. I'm not shitting on Jikun Do. I like Jikun Do very much. I'll shit on Take Mundo a little bit. But anyway, my point is this. G- 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 Kudo, I guess maybe their instructor, because Ray Longo. You ever hear of the great Ray Longo? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that is fucking great. I like that you heard of him. I like. I'm not gonna tell him because he gets a big head. But, <laughs> but Ray Longo, he makes fun of me because you know I do Jiu Jitsu. I give obviously I give out belts. I call my black belts Jedi's, and he's like, "Yeah, you yeah, you gave a belt. Did you have a little party for you?" You know, he's like, he's an, <laughs> such an old school guy. He doesn't give out belts because in Jiu G- Jitsu, in his fucking. Line of, I don't know if Dan Asanto did it, but I know that um, Longo would always goof him. Hang Longo. You know, cut the shit. But anyway,
4: so I was surprised. Is belts a Western that. thing? Is belts a Western
5: thing?
2: Uh, I don't they know. They wear them in movies, don't they? Don't they wear them in all those old karate movies? Don't they have like black belts? Am I crazy to have remembered that? Like, isn't that one of those things that you'll watch those old films and they all, they all have a black belt on?
3: Can't just be a Western thing. I think it's, but Jeet Kune Do, was so against the traditional structure of martial arts. Chiku, no, Sam's one hundred percent right. It was Bruce Lee was saying no one art is the best. You know, mix when you mix together, you take the wow. best. This, this, this and that. He was doing arm locks and fucking enter the dragon. This is all. This is all
4: true shit. You know. What one I mean? of my favorite comics is Ian Edwards, and he is the best joke about bruce lee in those movies about like how he would always go to somebody's dojo and just light up their master but you know like it was someone's first day at that school and he just wanted to learn how to fight (laughs) and he's like dude this is gonna be great i'm gonna get a bunch of chicks and this guy comes in and just starts beating everybody up going through the black belts and the brown belts and it's like guy's first day
2: watching his master get the shit kicked out of him by bruce lee
4: I have daughters. I can't wait to get them into like to uh, jujitsu and all that stuff. But I'm really excited to start teaching them that, like watching Bruce Lee flicks with them. Like, I'm really excited to introduce them to old Bruce Lee
3: movies. Uh, I don't, that'd be a hard watch for them. No, 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 no.
4: My one daughter's gonna already ripping limbs. She's only two and a half.
3: How old She's, are your daughters? Uh, how, how old and how many daughters do you have? I have twin daughters, and they're almost three. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I have I have three daughters, 13, 11, and 9. And they're all training jujitsu. They're all gray belts. And uh, oh yeah, man. They 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 put some sh- they put it on their boys, man. You yeah.
4: gotta get your kids into jujitsu because oh. everybody's taking jujitsu now. She's gonna go to school and they're just gonna get choked out. Like everybody and like here's the thing: nobody stops fights anymore. Everyone just gets their phone out and yells yeah. world star the whole time. That's
3: right. That's what Jimmy does. Yeah, the subway.
2: as I'm getting my ass kicked, as I'm getting <laughs> my ass kicked, I'll hold the phone, I might as well get a, a viral click. Um, I didn't even realize you was training martial arts or new martial arts until like, oh, we get a prep sheet, Sam, you know, you know how it is, you get a little prep sheet and uh, I glanced at it, but uh, when it's another comedian, I never really look too much just because it's another comic and I figure we have enough things in common but uh so if if, if a guy like if, if you're being heckled or if something happens at a club and, and a physical altercation takes place what style do you think you're going to what, what's instinctively going to be your way of fighting him
4: uh i mean like i've been taking strike in my whole life whether it's Thai tie boxing or you know jkd or i've been doing crop for a little while now and uh yeah i mean i just like st- survive in advance that's really what it is man just like make sure your defense how to get out of there with the least amount of damage and fucking get go bro i, I just it sucks now with stand-up that that's a thing now like are you going to run dude there's a true story uh if you ever want to um go on youtube look up like san diego biker versus uh san diego cop that guy one time heckled me the biker. And he had been kicked out of California for like a like a year because the cops had surrounded him. And he was like pouring like voc on himself while they were tasing him. And him and his wife decided to come to a comedy show in San Diego. <laughs> and uh, she was just as crazy as he There's a whole story about them at a Christmas party. And some chick looked at her, her guy, and she like took her hand and started smashing against the, the table. So he's heckling me. And I'm I'm getting weird. I could tell. Like he's got that prison strength, where he just looks like he's been like throwing cinder blocks forever. Yeah. And he like he's heckling at me, and I'm like, it, this might be go time. So I, I I like I go, okay, come up on stage, and I challenge him to a sexy dance competition, right on stage.
5: Because
4: <laughs> I'm not gonna fight this guy, and anything right. I say to him just enrages him and empowers him. So we, I used to have this closing move called the re, re, reverse skull hump, where I take a chick, I'd refer skull and humper, and So that's how I beat the guy. And I got off stage, he thanked me, he he admitted I won and he left and the guys ran up to me and they're like, you have no clue who that is. That guy was banned from California for like a year because the cops were tasing. I was like, damn, dude. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, everybody's doing these reaction videos now on YouTube in terms, I mean, on uh, Instagram in terms of dealing with hecklers. And I wonder, and I'm not, I'm not above that. I have a couple of those out as well but I wonder if that's encouraging people to heckle people at the comedy club.
3: Well, I yeah. mean, you got to thank Will Smith a little bit for that shit. You know what I mean? That's why you got to be ready. You got to be, everybody's got to be fucking ready. Whether crowd Maga or Jimmy's Tiger showman's fucking karate or fuck. He did. <laughs> I stopped showman's
2: going game. because
4: it closed.
3: Yeah, well, Jimmy could find another one. He's in the yeah. citizen. A jujitsu school, every other block, but listen, I know
4: I'm just lazy. I'm lazy. Matt, let me ask you something.
3: Go ahead. How,
4: how many steps away would would you allow Will Smith to get before you get in a position to defend yourself?
3: Steps away or
4: steps like away? If, 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 Will, if you're there doing the monologue yeah, and yeah. Will Smith is walking towards you after you just did a joke about his wife and there is history between you two, at what point do you just even just go, oh, hey,
3: like you're going to fake like high five him in case he does something like so what I see, what I hear, what I'm hearing right now, Jimmy, is victim blaming. You're blaming Chris Rock. You're saying I'm he should not. have. I'm him. not. I'm not
4: at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. How long do you let? How close you got him get before you start
3: to <laughs> well, go? What am I? Gonna, okay, is something going on here? Sam, I didn't know there was history before that with them. But obviously, if you know as a martial artist, you're not staying square. You're definitely not putting your face out and putting your hands behind your back. So obviously, I think Chris was sh- as shocked as everybody. I mean, come yeah. on, dude, that is pretty. Sh- Maybe he thought he was gonna come up, and I don't know what the fuck he thought. I think he
2: might have thought that Will Smith was doing some weird, like hokey TV bit because yeah. it probably just doesn't occur to you that the biggest star in Hollywood is gonna slap you on live right. television at the Oscar. Like you're just there's nothing in your in your life that prepares you for that. I've been
4: swung on and had stuff thrown at me so
3: much that I, I would automatically assume something's about to you, go down. You assume
2: down. bad shit's going to happen. Even if it was good shit, you're like, this could be a problem.
3: You angle your body, first of all. If you ever watch those world stars, yeah. the guy before somebody gets hit, I go, okay, this is the guy that's going to be the highlight right here. The one that's totally square. I go, hey, what, do you, what do you mean? You got a problem? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> you got to angle yourself. You angle yourself. That way, God forbid he throws something. You can either clinch him. Or you can cover your fucking chin and come back with a right or a clinch. Right. That's all I'm saying. I love That's Chris Rock. He's one of the best. He's in the talk with the greatest ever
4: do it. Yeah. I always around. But it's like, I mean, I wouldn't let that guy get that close. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's yeah. have a discussion here. Are we going to sing the West right now? What are we doing?
2: I've only had one thing thrown at me. I think it was like in, in like the 90s in Lodi, New Jersey, somebody threw an ashtray at me. But I've had very few physical confrontations but it's like you you sense it when it might go sideways and because like you can at least fight i i I can't fight so like i guess i i'm hypersensitive to it i've kind of diffused it before it gets to that point um but i know if i could fight i would probably let it go further a few times but there's a few times i just kind of sidestepped it and you know what i mean you make you know you turn on yourself or you do something silly
4: the worst is some of these kind of clubs don't even have security anymore. Yeah. They're like, they got these like emo comics who want to be comedians. And they're, they're the bouncers with their, like, my chemical romance haircut and <laughs> black nails. Like, they're going to do something. And I've had so many people, this is true. So I was doing stand-up uh, with Eleanor Kerrigan. And like, you ever had those shows where you're like, oh, I'm going to crush. And then you go up and it's just weird. And you're like, why am I not connecting with right. you? because everyone before me just crushed. So I was doing this Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, and everybody is crushing. My friend David Deary's crushing. Eleanor Kerrigan went up and crushed. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. So I walked up, and um, I'm doing – and it's just not – I'm like, what is going on here? I thought this was going to all work out. Well, I've been watching this dude heckle everybody, and I was like, okay, if this guy's going to heckle me, I'm going to light him up. And I I made some joke about uh, (laughs) – a bunch of guys running trains on his lady and he didn't appreciate it he was about 80 years old right and uh he's like i'm gonna kick your ass and i'm like i thought it was a joke so i'm like walking he's like walking to the stage he can't find how to get on stage but i thought it was a joke so i start helping him find the stage to walk up because i thought it was a joke so i laughed about it i looked up and he's on stage
3: oh this is great and i'm
4: like I looked at them and then I looked at the crowd going, is this happening? And everybody had their phones out and I'm like, okay, now I can't get knocked out by 80 year old. So then I'm about to like size them up going, Hey dog, I don't want any of this. Guess who comes and bounces him? Eleanor Kerrigan is the bouncer of the club. The female comic on the show grabs him off stage. And then they had to wake the owner up who was sleeping in his office to come and bounce the guy.
2: Yeah, that's that's how it is, and, and it's very frustrating. There used to be a guy at the Comedy Cellar, and he was a Palestinian guy, and I, I loved him. He, and he would shut people up. If you coughed, he'd go, hey, shut the fuck up. He was the best bouncer in any comedy club. He was unreasonably harsh on the audience, and the comedians loved it because it was never going to be a fucking problem while you were on stage.
4: I love New York. Uh, I've always, I've been in, I I I grew up in uh, upstate New York and then I moved to Vegas for a while. And then I've been in LA for a long time. And there was always this battle between, you know, New York and LA and New York would be like, LA sucks and LA's like, we don't care, right? This was like this whole thing, like LA wouldn't care forever. But there's been like a giant, you know, talent drain out here. Like a lot of people left after COVID. yes and, uh, Like Rogan left. And when Rogan left, it became like, like uh, Game of Thrones where the fat King died and chaos breaks out and like everyone's acting out of pocket. So I recently got to uh, do Legion of Skanks on New Year's Eve at the comedy store. And it was like a lot of fun to hang out with a bunch of New York city comics. And I realized like how bad LA's gotten by hanging out with these guys. And it's just gotten like really bad. And I miss like the edginess and people shit talking each other that you get from New York that you no longer get in L.A. It's gotten really, yeah, really weird.
2: Yeah, you need people who will make fun of you. It, it, it's it makes you, uh, it, it it gives you a little more self awareness when you have people around you who will mock you or who will shit on you. It does kind of keep you in check because you know I I know that I'm 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 not being fucked up because people are not reacting to me like i'm fucked up you know what i mean because i know they will if i am so yeah it just kind of gives you i think a sense of uh i know what i'm doing okay because nobody's attacking me um and you're you too, like you're known do you get bothered being known as a conspiracy guy like because i i always wondered if guys who go into conspiracy i don't want to say a direction but who believe in it hate being identified with it or do you kind of embrace- no i love it i really
4: do it's fun it's
2: what's your favorite one Is there one that you just like, that you like to mentally deep dive on or what's the most fun one for you? Hidden
4: history. How basically they've completely rewritten all of our history and what is up is really down. And so, you know, like I love that going back and like finding out what might've really happened. And like the timeline of America is completely off and it's like Columbus didn't discover jack shit, okay? So like once you start getting into that, it gets really interesting and like who was here in America, how long they've been here. Then you get start getting into stuff like Tataria, which a lot of people haven't heard of. And if you really want to have a fun moment, go into like the world fairs so of the 1800s and all the stuff that went out with that and how weird that whole story is. And so I really enjoy that. And once you go, once you start getting into any one conspiracy, you start going, okay, what else are they lying to us? And then you just go all the way back and then you just start realizing we live in a haunted house and they're just like trying to scare us all the time. And then that's it.
3: I agree that there's a lot. There's some conspiracy theories where I'm like, hey, man, this, there might be something to this, might be something to that. Let me ask you about a big one because I know you hang out with Eddie. The earth, round or flat. And I'm not being a dick. I'm, I don't listen. Jimmy will tell you, you might be surprised. I'm not a genius. I, I'm good at jujitsu and I can be a little silly. I'm not a comedian, but I don't know. What the fuck we're on? I'm assuming it's, everybody always told me it's a fucking round ball. But you tell me, Sam, and it's not going to discredit anything from your out or your stand-up. Tell
4: <laughs> you you, you want to know what I think. What I think are. is I don't know. That's what I think. I think if you start getting into everything that they've told us, I if if you're asking me what I really That's believe, I believe there's no reality, there's only perception, and you find what you want to see. And you could, I could have a flat earther on here, and somebody believes it's a ball, and they could give you all the information. And, you know, whoever's talking at the time, you go, oh, wow, they got some good points. And then the other side, like, oh, I know. All I know is that there's been a, a long con going on, and that could be a part of it. But I also think that if right now, if we did breaking news on the show, that the government comes out and says the earth is flat, nothing will change in anyone's life. It will still go on the same way, and no one cares. And I I just, it's not my thing. I love Eddie Bravo. I go on the road with him. He, you know, I call him, uh, you know, jujitsu Jesus and that's his thing. And I respect it. And there's a lot of great arguments to it, but uh, that's not my thing. And until we really get that far up to see it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever really know, but most people just don't care. And that's fine with me. And, but I think it's, a, I definitely think we live in some kind of simulation, a false reality and that matrix. you can manipulate energy. Like matrix type of shit. Yeah.
2: Sam, we have to go because we have our next what? guest coming.
4: <laughs> I know. I know. We
2: have, we started <laughs> I late.
4: I know. I know. Can I ask one question? Yes. Sure. Everybody on YouTube hates Croft.
3: What is your thoughts? Oh, I know. Listen, I don't hate Krav Maga. I don't. to tell you the truth. I don't know too. I haven't studied it too much. I know there's a lot of eye poking going on and stuff like that. You know, Uh, I don't know. Listen, I think it's cool, but I have not studied enough. I'm a jujitsu man. I own a jujitsu school. I was there this morning showing how to take limbs. I love it. I live it. I breathe it. I feel it's the, the, I I love it for self-defense from men to women, the children, can so fifty-year-old
4: start jujitsu? Can fifty-year-old start jujitsu? Honestly,
3: hundred Dude, I got guys in my school sixty years old, sixty-two years old. Shit. Oh, they're in their sixties. I'm gonna start an over forty class just so they don't have to always go with the young bulls. But it's still a hundred percent. I mean, listen. And i I love Eddie to death. Eddie's known for the rubber guard. You're talking about being flexible. Dude, I'm flexible still, but dude, that could be that could be hard for anybody. You might have to stick to the lockdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that's you know,
4: what I'm gonna have to do.
3: You know, but uh, jujitsu can adapt to your body type. Just because somebody can't do the uh, uh, maybe the rubber guard or some flexible stuff doesn't mean they can't do jujitsu. But I do oh, love man. that. God, I think it's awesome that you're training. And if Jimmy calls me up tomorrow and goes, Matt. I'm doing problem my God. I go, ah, Jimmy,
4: Jimmy, you should try it. It's the, I mean, it's the best first strike and you, you can learn some really quick stuff. Very, very quickly. Some simple stuff very quickly. I, you should try it. I love it. It flies. You should. Jimmy. Okay. The yeah, chicks I, 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 I
2: want to do something. I want to take something. And, I, and I'm sorry we have to go. We just, we, we got backed up because we started late. Oh,
4: good dude. I love you guys. Thank you so much, Jimmy, are you going to be in LA at all? I, you
2: know, I did, uh, I was out there twice doing these Whitney roasts. I'm hoping that by the end of January or early February, back out.
4: Hit me up. I do a big show in the main room. I'd love to have you in it.
2: Oh, I would love to, man. And uh, before we let you go, where can people see you if they want to come in and they want to see you or check out your podcast with Eddie?
4: Uh, Samtriplee.com has all my dates. I'm on, I'm getting back on the road again. And uh, just go samtriplee.com. You'll find out. I have seven podcasts. You can find all
3: seven of them.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man, and being patient you guys. with us today. Thanks for having
3: me on. I'm a big fan. Thank you, guys, Sam. If you're visiting New York in Long Island, I know it is. Uh, what is it, governors or whatever else? The Paramount. If you yeah. ever want to, I have a school out here. If you ever want to knock off some rust, do some jujitsu. I'll uh, come yeah. by. I'm there in mid
4: February. And, and Jimmy, I, I know you guys got to go.
3: You got to play my
4: club in New Jersey, the dojo at Tiff's. You got. I, I never even heard
2: of it. Yeah, I play it.
4: Sure. We'd love to have you there. We'll give you a, the best door deal you could possibly get, and you'll make a, a, a nice trip loop.
2: Okay, well, I'll. Uh, I don't know how to. I'll, I guess we'll touch base about it because I've never heard of it until you just said I'll, that. So, I, you know. Can I
4: ask the late contact if I can get your email? And we'll yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You, you, obviously, you can, you can definitely.
4: Guys, you got a guest waiting. Come on, I gotta go.
2: Good talking, buddy.
4: Sam, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. All right, guys, I love you. Take care, Sam. Bye.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed.
3: I was enjoying that. I enjoy your comedian friends and the comedians in general.
2: He's a very interesting guy. You know, I do. Yeah, me too. I enjoy talking to those guys.
3: I am a silly person myself, Jimmy.
2: Yes, you are. Uh, We should bring Forrest Griffin in. Uh, We don't want to keep the great Forrest Griffin waiting. Um, Oh, there he is.
3: Oh, hello. Hello, Mr. Griffin. What's happening? Hi, buddy. What's up, all
5: the What's going on, guys? Are we, are we, am I getting bumped because you guys are having like an earth is flat conversation or what? Oh, did you hear that shit? No, no. I just, I was just like, oh, you know, we're. Do, am I supposed to be on now? And they were like, no, no, no. We're bumping you for us. The earth may be flat. No, we started late. No worries. No worries. What's happening, guys? Good to see you.
3: Oh, man, Forrest, good to see you, man. And I'll tell you, it's been a rough couple of weeks, they related. Heard some bad news about uh, Long Island native Phil Barone the other day. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, I know you heard about that too. He's in yep. some trouble in Mexico and that was disturbing, you know, and I, I know that guy a long time and he was never a good guy and, you know, but it's still, you, you hear about this and it's shocking. He, people could go Google Phil Baroni or put him in YouTube. You'll see what happened. It was very depressing, uh, allegedly what happened. Uh, and also – Stefan Bonner. Oh my god. Oh, there, there it is. I'm bring up just as own, you mentioned Stephen the lights go up your old friend and the fucking lights go off. That's right. That was creepy right there. And listen, Stefan Bonner, <clears throat> you know you guys are linked forever with your um classic fight that pretty much just changed the um the course of where this sport was headed. I mean, I remember fighting back in the day for us thinking, all right, this I'll take it for this much because I know it's gonna be banned soon and I'm gonna tell you yeah, the yeah. kids I used to fight in the thing that they used to have in the yeah. game. They would think it was, yeah. I mean, that's that was the reality. It was literally. So, I thought every show might have been its last. You know. Yeah, I never thought it would, it could be my career.
5: You know, I wanted it to be, but I was like, well, maybe if I could fight over in Japan, and you know, I figured I'd do it for yeah. three or four years, and then you know, I'd like I'd be forced to get a real job. You know, I just,
3: yeah. We, then,
5: we felt like we were fighting on borrowed
3: time back then. Oh, a hundred percent. I know exactly the, the kid, the guys, the kids nowadays. It's funny. I sound like an old guy, <laughs> but I am an old guy. We are old. We are old. We are old now. The kids, <laughs> you know what it is? I still think I'm young because I was Kimura and a fucking twenty uh, year old earlier. But listen, you know, we, we people, the kids nowadays, they're not gonna realize how close this what thing was to being over. And then I know well, the you were not, for sure. Oh, 100%. And, you know, listen, man, I know you're not that guy, but I'm going to be that guy for you. Your fight with Stefan Bonner, it was, it was like, I don't, there wasn't like a social media back then. It wasn't like that. So everybody was calling people saying, yo, put on uh, Spike Television. Look at this fight. These two guys are beating the shit at each other. It was talking about landlines. Landlines. (laughs) Landlines. to tell each other. You got to check this out, man. Right? yeah. Nowadays, it would have been a tweet. It would have been a, dude, it was none of that. And for that, to have that effect, yeah. and I, dude, hold on. I should be thanking you for this whole Ultimate Fighter thing. It changed my fucking life, Ultimate yeah, Fighter. my first yes, Ultimate Fighter was a dud, shit, yeah. man. The fuck would I be and doing? You know,
5: and that's the thing. It was right, it was like, you know, it came on after the pro wrestling. So they were actually trying to catch the pro wrestling crowd. And it was like, you know, just popular enough. And then the, the story is the Fertitas were down 34 million. And they put 10 million more into the show. You know, they bought the airtime, right? They, they bought the airtime. That's why they had such weird sponsors. That's why there's UFC waters. They couldn't get any sponsors for the thing, you know? And, um, you know, I remember on the show, Mm. Uh, producers were talking and saying, This thing might never see the light of day. And I was like, Does that mean what I think it means? Like, we're doing this for nothing. And I was like, Well, I got to train with Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell. So it was worth it. You know, I was already like, ah, Might not, might not make it. But, and then, you know, me and Stefan fought and they did the deal for the second season in the parking lot by the, uh, by the trucks, you know, the trailers that send the broadcast around the world uh, on a napkin. And I, I always wonder what what's happened with that, that napkin and handshake. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to hear that story from Lorenzo. So that's, that's pretty damn cool when you hear that. And uh, you- yeah, you know, Stefan was obviously a part of that. And I think, you know, working with him and I was just looking back at all the stuff we've, we've done together. We were so similar, yet so different, you know, the perfect yin and yang, right. Two very, you know, college educated, normal guys, you know, kind of mid-athletic range, you know, tough, but not, not like tattooed, angry, tough, you know, we don't have face tattoos for crying out loud. We were just everyday people. And you see those guys fighting, you're just like, well, yeah, those are just normal guys. They're not juiced up. They're not even that muscular. What, uh, I, I can do that, you know? And now, so I was hoping like, you know, the, the Jeremy Horn thing, you know, I saw Jeremy Horn and I was like, I'm in better shape than that guy. I could probably do that then. He's so good, you know? So I, I was always so happy about that.
2: So when you walk around and you see what it's become, do you kind of feel like on some level, like I had something to like something real to do with yeah, how, yeah. this being I'm, look, what I'm looking at?
5: I look at it this way, right? Like I, I was drinking water out of a hole. I didn't dig. you know, the guys like Matt, Sarah did, you know, that, that, you know, the Din Thomas's Dan Severin, all the people that came before us, but then me and Stefan got to contribute, you know, we, yeah. we have, a link in that chain that got us from there to here, you know, we're a big part of that. And um, that's, you know, that's a very cool thing. And, you know, it's not something I talk about a lot, but this is obviously the appropriate time to talk about it.
3: You found out, how'd you find out about his passing? And and So yeah,
5: his wife texted me on Christmas Eve and said, call me. And, you know, I called and I found out and, you know, I, 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 I had actually. I was really glad we had just done a seminar together not too long before, so I knew he was still banged up. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll take you through it. He um, he went to work. You know, like was there at nine. He had a, a meeting. He was supposed to dial in at ten o'clock. He didn't dial in for it, and the guy was texting him, "Hey, bro, are we on a ten or was it eleven or whatever?" And they went into his office around. Uh, 1240 to say hey we're all leaving for lunch and he was slumped over on his desk like you know like a kid would take a nap in school and I thought oh you know Stefan gets up early he must be tired taking a nap and they tried to wake him and he was gone you know they called the ambulance and whatnot um, they don't know the cause of death they initial autopsy no drugs or alcohol um, Stefan actually been off drugs alcohol pain pills and all that for years and years now what was it like a year ago? He posted those crazy videos. Remember yeah, that? And no you know, a lot of people have referenced that. And I want to address that. So I actually did go and I saw him. And um, so he broke two vertebrae in his spine. He got ah, uh, oh God, I forget what they call it—an abscess on his spine. He got sepsis, and so he was not in his right mind at all. Like I, I went and we put him in a hot tub, and he couldn't physically get out. Like I had to get in, like in my clothes to get him out. He was, you know, he had a broken spine, literally, you know, like Mike Tyson. And so they wanted to do immediate emergency surgery when his wife took him and they readmitted him. They wanted to do emergency surgery. He was like, man, I don't want any more trauma. So he ended up staying in the hospital for one month. So those medical bills would get you. He was in the hospital for one month with tubes and all that. They got it cleared out. And then he was at home with medical care and a pick line for another seven weeks. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's when you, when you saw him shoot those videos and post them. He he was not there, you know? When you yeah. have that kind of spinal infection, you're gone. And, you know, I visited him in the hospital, uh, maybe two weeks after that, It's fine. You know, he's fine. And, and I'm just really glad that we got to do a seminar together. We actually had a, an appearance coming up. You know, we, we would always find like, cool stuff to do together, just an excuse to, you know, to make a little money, but just a reason to hang out. And that was always our thing. You know, we, we, uh, you know, we'd have like five minutes and then we just fall into our old routine where, you know, we're kind of yin and yang and cracking each other up, you know, taking shots at each other. So that was, uh, you know, that's something I'll always miss. And I just, you know, you really can't underemphasize his role in the sport. You know, he he did a lot. Just just that show, just his personality on that show. You know, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, like, I couldn't figure out if he was really nice or if he was a dick. You know, I could and that's that definitely you couldn't, you didn't know. But um, yeah, you know, and ironically, he passed away at a funeral home he was working at. So again, just that's that's definitely for you, right?
2: And you got to feel good knowing, like that you have. When, when someone dies, it's nice to know that you have a relationship with them that's complete. Like there's nothing that's been left unsaid. You're on good terms. Yeah, I was,
5: uh, lucky, we got, yeah, I was lucky we got that last seminar together. I was very, very happy that happened.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry to hear it. Um, did, was he aware of what a big part of everything he was? How did he see it from what you knew?
5: well you know i read an article and you know he did because he was uh you know he was in chicago and they were having like these viewing parties for the ultimate fighter and um you know in true stuff and fashion he goes and um he the viewing parties for the ultimate fighter which he happens to be on and they wouldn't let him in without charging him a cover so no he <laughs> yeah this is you know this is back 2005 It's like typical can't catch a break but uh yeah. No, he he knew, and then you know he always he never got knocked out. He fought Anderson. He fought John Jones. He fought me. He fought anybody. Never backed down from a fight. Um, you know, and and you know he he did uh, he did everything you can do in the sport. You know, he worked hard. He was a good guy. He you know yeah he's, and you know even. <sighs> Even like uh, the Anderson fight, right? He took that on six weeks notice. He's been doing pro wrestling. He wasn't ever planning on fighting again. He hadn't been training fighting. He'd been down in Florida trying to learn how to pro wrestle, which, you know, um, is not the best thing on a 40-year-old body is to pick up pro wrestling. That's, that's uh, you know, I get nothing against pro wrestling if you're in your 20s and you started and you kind of learn those moves. I get nothing against you rolling if you're 1,000 years old like Matt Sarah, but...
3: Don't start at forty. Don't start
5: a new sport at forty. You know that's
3: it's too late. I remember calling him because he was a big underdog, obviously. So I could kind of relate with that. And I remember calling him for that. I called him for that fight, and he was so cool. Oh man, Sarah, his voice is very distinct. Yeah, he was just great. You know, he's thanking me for the call and this and that. And he was just a matter of fact. I think I told Jimmy like we were we were coming back from Abu Dhabi. That time I got that thing with Diego's coach, he was with Diego and them. Yeah, he uh, cornered him. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking, and I always got along with Stefan, so We were talking a little bit about what happened, uh, and we were in the front of the plane. So I don't know what happened, but he was—he wasn't in—in in the first class, but he was bullshitting with me. The only reason I was is because I was doing the show with Dana. But uh, so then all of a sudden, they're like, all right, this, the uh, the, this, the flight attendant comes over and goes, uh, can, I'm sorry, sir. Can, can you both uh, take your seats? So was like, oh, OK. He sits down next to me in first class. He's like, hey, Sarah, this is pretty good. huh? Thank Uncle Dana for this. So we sat like 13 hours, 14 hours from Abu Dhabi. He stayed up in first class with me. And we just, you know, we hung out the whole time. So that's, I, I, that's my last memory of him, you know. It was yeah. fun. It
5: was funny. Uh, the lady told him to I, sit I, down. You know, she said, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she it, sit yeah, down. Gotta sit down." You know, that's my with fighting sentences. Like, like a bad ball. kid.
3: He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, hey, "Sure." He's moving the pillow over. He's like, "This is." Real. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Awesome. That's my last. All uh, my last memory of uh Stephen Bonner. You know, that's ah, a good one. So, so does the UFC have you? Uh, every time I visit the 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 um the PI. Forrest is always like, it's always like he's like moving to like a next meeting. He's always looks like he's got something going on. Yeah, I mean, you're like, are you a workaholic, Forrest? Could you not uh, sit still? How are you on
5: Sunday? You chill? Uh, You know, I stress about work when I'm not here. I don't have like this whole mental whatever thing. I'm not down with that. I, uh, you know, if I'm not working, I'm stressed about the work I'm not doing, you know? And, uh, you know, UFC you know, you know the people that work here, right? So, uh the staff, they work just as hard as the fighters, you know. There's no uh, fight camps don't give a crap about a holiday. You know, there's no there's no holidays, you know. You're 6 weeks out from a fight, Christmas is just a meal. It's it's some gifts, but you got to go to the gym, you got to work. And one of my fondest memories, one of my favorite memories, and I really felt better than everybody, <laughs> is when I was training on Christmas Day and I couldn't get anybody to give me like a a solid block of time. So I trained with one guy for an hour and then he left and then another guy came in. And, uh, you know, so I get like an hour or a half hour out of the guy, I would just kind of stack them up and then I would go back and work out with this guy for an hour, two hours later. And, and I was, just, you know, I was like running through training partners. It was actually, you know, it's a fond memory, but you know, the other thing um, is I'm, I'm very inefficient in my work. <laughs> so <laughs> I always, I always have always worked it. I have no choice.
2: Are you are you are you panicky a lot? Like I'm always afraid I'm going to get fired from everything I do. Do you have that thing? Like if I'm not fucking, I have to do it now, or they're going to f- realize I'm stuck and fire me.
5: No, I don't have that. I'm I'm going to be all right. But you you should probably keep that mentality.
2: It's always <laughs> there. dude. It's always Fine. always there. No,
5: well, it's not. It's not even that I'm worried about getting fired. I'm not. I'm not getting fired. Um, it's that I'm worried that I. will I know that they will. The, the job is going to get done and it's going to get done when it's going to get done. And if I want to have input in the final products, I better get in it now. Otherwise, and, and this has happened where you step away for a week or you don't respond to some emails fast enough, the ball is going to keep moving. And if you're not a part of it, it's going to go on without you, without your input and without the way that you wanted it to be. So that's why I'm always careful to, to be around and, and not make vacations too long. Uh, it's, it's just a culture too, you know? Which, I, I mean, I don't mind. And you
2: like the job. It's, it's easy when you like it.
5: Yeah, you gotta, I think you gotta have that, you know? If, uh, yeah, you know, I was obsessive about martial arts and watching every fight back then, you know? what? Nothing's changed, right? It's, it's just a, a, a new way that I, just a new motivation to watch every fight, understand what's happening, know where everybody's from, know what they're doing, know what their training looks like, you know? I just, you know, I wanna know. People doing stuff, and I don't know.
3: You have different like projects going on, or is it like one set thing? You're you're having this role. Or you're like, all right, we have this coming up. We're opening up this. We need. Is it all different roles and some no, of them we, we,
5: have, we have tons of projects. You know, from from the RT UFC finals, which is going to be out here in Vegas, February fourth, to uh, opening a Mexico uh, a performance institute in Mexico City. To you know, just uh, you know, basic. Uh, well, a lot of projects are not public yet, too, but you know, and then there's the 30th anniversary, right? So this is the 30th, you know, 2023, I got the shirt on says 93. So then you've got all those projects and and yeah, you know, there's projects and then there's your day to day, which is the, the meat and potatoes, actually making sure that the athletes and the PI get what they're supposed to get. And they're just that they know it's available.
3: 30 years 30 years 30 years yeah before that nobody knew what the fuck worked ah, i think the karate guy could beat up that guy they don't know yeah they didn't know
5: yeah and as stefan would say bruce lee always wins every conversation you have bruce lee always wins then we we talk about that well mike tyson muhammad ali is like bruce lee i was like he's like five seven, a buck 40 always wins
2: when you go down to Mexico, uh, are you like, uh, are you going down there and setting up the uh, the PI? Are you uh, like, is that kind of what, what part of your project is?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the project, right? And there's, you know, there's there's three of us that are doing it, so I definitely got my work cut out for me.
2: So you're going down, and you'll spend a week down there, whatever you got to do, and then uh... Uh,
5: probably five or six. Oh, in a row. Yeah yeah you Just Don't stay go down there. initial times and then you know once we kick it off i want to be there for the first uh a month probably go a week before we open get it dialed in and then stay for the first month that's what i did in china you know um i'd spend i used to before covid spend a month over there every year just uh, just to make sure that, that it is you know the best for the fighters and understand like the systems and kind of help with that yeah do you like doing that? Like, do
2: you like leave? Like, I like going on the road for work, even though I'm not gone for a month. There's something about it that I'm like, fuck, I'm doing great. Like, they paid my expenses for me to come to this place and do something. Yeah. It just feels like productive. Do you like so, being away or do you miss your family or what?
5: Well, of course, I miss my family and it gets rough. And every night I'm like, well, how am I doing this again? But there's less distractions, right? You're in a hotel room. So you're, you're working and it's it's great, right? So I actually get a lot of work done when I travel because, you know, I, I don't have my routine. I don't see my family. I'm, I'm missing all those little things. I'm not going to doctor's appointments. I don't have to pick up groceries. You just got to work and work some more. So when I do go on the road, I'm, I'm quite productive at least. Unless I'm jet lagged and then I'm just worthless. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How long does it take you to get over that normally?
5: I'm going to tell you, I went to Abu Dhabi. I'm to myself right here, but I went to Abu Dhabi and Singapore this year. Or last year, I didn't get jet lag from either. Not on
3: the way there, not on the way back.
5: Well, can you sleep on planes? No, I don't sleep on planes.
3: you mean, you know, you do? You take when you get to your hotel, you take your uh, your shoes and socks off, and you make you walk around when you make you crunch your feet around. That's from Die Hard. I'm not gonna Die Hard. hard. Thank you, thank you. It's from Die Hard, and that's why he got all the glass in his feet For that fucking asshole. That asshole on the plane told them that
5: fucking tip. I take a hot shower first thing. Take a hot shower and then I just move around a little bit. You know, twenty minutes of light aerobic exercise every time, every time. And the other thing is, is don't don't eat big meals on the plane.
3: Oh, I snack.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, dude, I'm a I'm a wicked snacker. I love to snack.
3: I don't know. Listen, I don't know how guys. I'm not that big. I'm wide, but I don't know how. Like my brother in is three hundred pounds. I don't you know how these motherfuckers, how do they use the bathrooms in these things? Because I have a stomach problem and I hate I'm in that fucking bed. Ba- I'm like Argh, yes. Argh. and then I try and then I try to like I don't want to give a visual, but like, I got I, I can't even clean properly.
5: Argh. I'm so glad. Hey, you know what? I was worried that we wouldn't talk about shit in this conversation. I'm <laughs> glad we got that in there. I was worried. I was like, wait, you know, we're talking about as- will
3: shit come up. Yes, it has. All right. Always, yes. Deal. I got stomach issues as Anyway, listen. I'm excited for the upness year. This is fucking new year. I'm excited for everything UFC, especially UFC Unfiltered, because I think we're gonna have Forrest on a bunch. That's what I think. Yeah.
5: Hey, hey. You know,
3: I, I can talk. I can talk about the Earth
5: being flat. It's not. I mean, but I can pretend it is if you guys I, need that's a, to. That's a rough. No,
2: one. That's a rough. That's a really rough one. Yeah. That that's a rough one to go with.
5: If the Earth was flat the russians would have told everybody just to make the americans look bad trust me
3: and yeah. then where the fuck is australia then is it just how are they just you keep I going left? No, where, where is it is it bali or i forget
5: there's one of no bali's in indonesia there's one of them what's the thing by australia but it's not really by anything
2: um some, some to paradise
5: new zealand no, no it's no, not no.
2: indonesia
5: no, yeah, there's something over there that I, I still can't figure out how people go there, where it is. I think I'm it a, might actually be a mistake. It's not even a real place, it's made up.
3: It just freaks me out when they're telling us we're on something flat because then <laughs> I don't under, I'm a simpleton, you, you but you want to it, know something
5: What I'll, I'll tell you something crazier Earth, uh, excuse me, space is expanding. Oh,
3: is, is that real now, or is that a tit- yeah, that Space is like expanding. Yeah what does that even mean i
5: don't know I
3: don't what that means what that, is i don't know man. i like the, i like the good old days when they were like ah oh, i believe in bigfoot i'm like ah oh. but yeah. now they get we, we got nine planets guys nine planets eight. now we got eight planets and a yeah. dwarf
5: moon or some nonsense <laughs> what, what is this no yeah
2: pluto stinks pluto no, fucking Pluto's, stinks Pluto's
5: my, guy. Pluto's my I, guy.
2: i've never liked pluto and i was happy it got booted out of the fucking planet lineup I had had enough of Pluto You
5: you and I have nothing in common Then We
2: have a lot in common, but we part ways on Pluto. That's all it is. We we have a lot in common.
3: Oh, let me ask you. Where did you come up with this fun fact Friday? I like it. I like Uh, it. You're a regular Snapple bottle, you. (laughs)
5: How did you do that? I'm always saying saying (laughs) stupid stuff around the house. And then my wife was like, ugh. On fact for us, you know? So it was my wife's idea, of course, you know?
3: That's hysterical.
5: Yeah. What's a fun fact? Well, fun fact, the universe is currently expanding.
3: Yes. That I knew. We're still exploding, kind of. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. Where do you come up with these fun facts, though? I mean, do you, do you so like- So I've got
5: this thing. I'll tell you, I've got this thing. It's called the internet. Oh! And it's crazy.
3: You could, like, look anything up on it. Oh, so no, you okay. where's your idea so every friday comes you're like all right uh i got well, my microphone. every every friday once a
5: month i do one that's that, oh, that'll give you i'm just no it's usually like every time i go somewhere i see a cool animal or i do something i'm like oh what's an interesting fact about this you know but
2: have you because the internet is so is so amazing but there's also so much bullshit have you gotten caught thinking like this will be a fun fact and then you go oh fuck it's not even true
5: no, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm sure it's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to, that's going to happen. That, that will probably, when I mess up, that will probably be the post to get the most responses. Because people love to tell you what they're wrong. People come out of the them. woodwork. People I never heard of, never posted to me before. Hey, Forrest, you're wrong about that. That's not yeah. how it works.
2: They do so. love people. Do love telling <laughs> someone they fucked up.
5: It's I like I like putting stuff on the internet. You find out right away if you're wrong, and then people tell you you're wrong. And I'm like, cool, prove it. And then they'll send me an article,
3: and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got you. Did you ever hear of G. Kune Do having a belt system?
5: Uh, G. Kune Kundo being Bruce Lee's kind of martial art? No, never. No, they don't. Do they have uh, a belt system? I
3: don't know. I, I well, all right. I'm not attacking you. I, I, I thought mean, that G, they did No way as the way. No was, way as the way. Yeah, but that was that was
5: kind of like what uh, Matt Thornton and Straight Blast Jim kind of came off of was Jeet Kune Do, right?
3: Well, Straight Blast, that's the old chain punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit don't fucking work. Uh, I, you know, hey, I will tell you, oh, Vitor, Vitor Belfort made good the point. Straight Blast work many hey, times. Yeah, listen to me. Bravo, Bravo, motherfucker. Because I was talking about this with Ray Longo like 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I brought that up to Ray Longo. And he goes, there it is, the chain punch, straight blast, Vitor. So you're – the fact that, you know, you're probably as old as me, and uh, you're an old school guy – you're the only guy to make that fucking reference, but I love it. <laughs> That's true. He actually gives you he gives the Wing Chun a fucking uh shot. The best is this, when well, people go to me cuz they know I used to practice Wing Chun before I got mm. before I found jiu-jitsu and they and then one time I was with Roy Nelson and uh we were up oh, there boy. And, and Roy I like Roy Nelson a lot. We were doing a and a Q&A at like I think it was a one of the fan expo thing and they these jiu-jitsu these, no no, these Wing Chun couple there was like a husband and wife. I think they were in the uniforms. Maybe they weren't, but in my mind they were. And they asked me and they go, you have Kung Fu backgrounds. So Roy Nelson was saying, yes, I love the Kung Fu. And then they asked me and I'm like, ah, I, it's hard for me to, I don't like, I don't like to like guide people in the wrong direction. If they're thinking something's going to work and then they get into a real situation, get their ass handed to them. So I'm like, I, I tried to, to, to push them towards a uh, jujitsu or a combat art that, um, that's realistic. This is what I do. If somebody asks me about Wing Chun, I go, you put in two Wing Chun masters and you put the, this you, you, there's, it, there's, there's uh, videos of them fighting on YouTube. It starts off like something out of fucking Yip Man. And next yeah. thing you know, they're on the they're floor like the worst two white belts you ever seen. Fucking,
5: ah, yeah. It's fucking horrendous. Well, I always thought that about Ware. Because I've seen a lot of capoeira guys that start in MMA and they start every fight with the Jenga, maybe spin kick, and maybe that's still there a little bit. And I think capoeira is great for movement too, like movement, balance, control, that spinning heel kick, beautiful. But every person that does capoeira, when they actually are in an MMA fight with open rules, they start fighting. They look like an MMA fighter that throws one or two good kicks, you know?
3: It's true. The, guy, the closest guy to make it look anything is uh, Alex Pereira. Wait, no. 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 Michelle Pereira. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For I sure, knew it was sure. Pereira. Sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. he could make that shit work. I, I would counter, do if yeah. I was back at the clubs, if I was back at the clubs, yeah, man, yeah. I would fucking do all that shit. Sorry. I, I, would,
5: I would challenge you with this, though. How much does he do that in the second and third rounds? And the first round, he's all about it. But in the second, third rounds, once he gets tired, it's less and less, and more him just trying to throw some punches. It is true. Hey, do a backflip on your face.
2: By the way, as we were talking, when you guys were talking, I'm look I'm looking at Wing Chun master versus bullies Wing Chun in the street. So there's go? a video people can watch if they. I, I don't know. I'm just this. There's, there's. It's just. Like, it seems like a lot of staged, or or. It doesn't seem like it's fighters against bullies it seems like fighters against fighters in staged settings it doesn't seem like it's anything well, real happening
3: what about
5: this Matt, yeah. Sarah? what me. about Wing Chun versus
3: untrained uh how about untrained Oh, is it unt- untrained what a, a, a middle school wrestler how about that <laughs> that's trained like this man. I just, mean,
5: I just <laughs> mean like uh, a guy that lifts weights and saw Rocky three times so he thinks he's tough
3: uh listen i like wing chong is tra- it, it's trapping so for trapping you know it's very in close and the mechanics on their strikes unless you do a well uh nice elbow and it cuts somebody after a bong sao, but that one inch punch shit the mechanics on the western boxing is way more practical yeah i feel Just your hips, your torso, the way you twist, the way you throw a punch, the mechanics, it it develops more power. My father used to fuck around too. Hey, hold the phone book. And let me get the fuck out of here. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it. And uh, it's fun. I'll still my my 13-year-old we'll do some. We'll do trapping drills until our shoulders get a little heavy. You know, we'll play with the, the box outs, the pox outs. It's fun. You but- know what I like about them? I, I like that little bit of smack, smack, smack that's- when
5: you, you smack forearms again and again. I feel like that's kind of a good for you, you know? Kind of like but- almost like the speed bag in, in boxing. Like, I do you would- ever punch anybody yeah. like this?
3: <clears throat> that's no? funny. No, no, no. It's true. No, I, I get you for your shoulders. And I'll tell you what. I did a little bit. I did like a season of wrestling in uh, middle school. Uh, I'm used to calling it middle school. I used to always say junior high, but my kids make yeah. fun of me. But anyway, I did back on my front lawn versus my dad's old partner, Mike. We were playing around, and I did a chain punch into a double leg back when I was 15 years old. So yeah. you, invented, you invented combining. mixed martial arts is what you're saying. I had, yeah. <laughs> you invented mixed martial oh, yeah. arts yeah. on your lawn. I said you, were there. It. I mean, you were there. You invented mixed martial arts. Well, I'm not saying that but I'm saying I did do a chain punch straight blast into a double leg in 89.
2: That sounds like mixed martial arts to me.
3: Yeah. 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 On that note, Forrest, what else you want to promote? What's going on? Talk to us. Nothing, man. I'm just, I'm just here living, you know, just, uh, you know,
5: trying, trying to, to stay off social media. I guess if I had a new year's, uh, thing, that would be it. Uh, you know, man, uh, people say a lot of stupid shit that they don't really know what they're talking about and what they don't realize is you know the people you're talking about have families you know your wives and children and and you're gonna say stuff about people you don't really know what you're saying there are people out there that that are going to you know they're going to be hurt by it right so you know if you don't know a thing don't talk about a thing but but you know
3: I got off Twitter ages ago. I wouldn't even have to so, sign into that fucking thing. Twitter was the worst, I feel. I think yeah. Twitter is just an easy way for somebody's feelings to get hurt. Cause it's I, just, uh,
5: so I post, but I don't look. Post, yeah. but don't look. They call it's
3: true. The, I got to stop. Post a ghost. Yeah. 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 I like that, it. That's
5: pretty
2: much what I do, too. I post out dates and like uh, videos, whatever I want to do to promote something. But yeah, I don't check the at mentions, and I just I don't really care. Because you know, most of it is these weird sex bots anyway that are like hey do you want to chat and they spell chat with three a's it's just there's nothing good on it so i i thought it's pretty easy to not chat yeah, i
5: don't get those i don't get those that must be that must be something you got going on
2: very possible i in probably brought that on myself you
5: know, i'm sitting in my office in the dark too so i guess i can't really talk yeah
3: jimmy's looking forward to the future when there's real sex bots yeah.
5: Ooh, goodness gracious
2: all right forrest well look good talking to you man and happy new hey, year and we'll talk to you soon
3: about
5: uh, you know, poop and sex, boss, with you guys. As always, so, thank you, thank you very much for the time. I, I appreciate it, and uh, happy new year, guys. I'm excited. Happy- it's gonna be good. 2023.
3: Yeah. It's gonna be a great year, man. Happy new year, Forrest Griffin. Take care, brother. Later, Forrest. All right, love you guys. Bye bye. We love you.
2: Talk to you soon, buddy.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed.
2: Well, Matt, this was, a, it was good having Sam Tripoli and Forrest in the first show. I'm glad we finally got off the ground and uh, everything worked out.
3: Jimmy, I had a blast. And uh, next week, we're back. We're back. The bo- we are back. back. I didn't sing all. I'm in a, oh, by the way, Jimmy. Yes, by buddy. the way, I took a picture of this because I wanted to remember it. What and it? Uh, we're going to go penis, now. Jimmy, I'm a little hurt. I'm a what? little hurt. Well, ready? You may want to see what's up with Jim. On Jim and Sam, he's quick to break into a song, but he refuses to duet with you. While here, I will recommend a few movies. Oh, he's recommended movies. But uh, thank you. Thank you to whoever this was, Chen's Collectibles. So listen, hey, Chen, I'm with you, man. I like to sing. I like to have a good time. I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking Sam Roberts. I don't know what they're singing about. Oh by the way, I heard they replayed our show the other day when I was on because several people several yep. not one not two several several <laughs> speed it up several people reached out Jimmy and they enjoyed my uh, appearance on the sam the Jim and Sam show ah
2: yep. yes it was I'm sure it was it was a great one I remember it oh well, that I, well, I was waiting to wait
3: that at the end. Oh, it was great.
2: I mean, come on. It was yes, on. uh Natasha Legero and yes. you. And I forget yes. who else it was it Voss on there too?
3: Well, yes, Voss was on there. I'm, I'm glad you forgot him. But yes, and yes, and yes, I will come back on your show. We'd you love
2: can- to have you anytime.
3: <laughs> Jimmy. All right, Tim, what do you want to plug, bro?
2: I got um, coming to Dallas and Fort Worth, the 13th and 14th. Thank you to all the people who came New Year's Eve. Levity Live was incredible. And I'm going to um, March 4th, Huntington, Long Island. I'll see Matt. And then uh, April, I'm in Cleveland, the 21st, 22nd. That's it.
3: That Paramount. The Paramount. I can't wait. Paramount there. Seven minutes from Sarah BJJ Huntington.
2: Oh, perfect. I'll stop in.
3: SarahBJJAcademy.com. All right, Jimmy, man, I also do cameos. And I'm also yep. known for having a good time. I'll talk to you over the weekend.
2: Okay, pal, I'll talk to you soon.
3: Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Goodbye.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.